everybody. Welcome to twitch.tv slash jchenzor, also known as the Chenzor Dynasty. My name is James Chen. I am your host, and we are here for another episode of The Chen Reaction, where we are just chilling, and I'm talking to people and answering questions, and we are just hanging out. And actually, I need to update this information down here. Ah! Uh... I don't know why sometimes this just resets itself whenever I do this. Uh, let's go down to here. Six, uh, 30, 20, 20, subscriber goal, start goal. There we go. What's up, Model Way? What's up, Shadow Mouse? How's everybody going out there? Hope everybody is having a good time taking care of themselves here and, you know, just, uh, in general, having a good time uh, in their self-quarantining <laughs> measures, making sure people don't go uh, insane. Shoutouts to Tat2GG, uh, Sigma Nuts, and uh, you know what? I actually have this set up for you guys now. I'm gonna have to put a command in there. I'm actually trying to get my uh, Moobot to be a uh, a moderate, I'm sorry, a, a subscriber, a permanent subscriber, so that way I could actually have it tweet. And so you see, uh, I have the Sigma Nuts emotes all ready to go now. So, you know, we've got the PG version <laughs> going there. But yes, uh, just so you guys know, the OK Sonic Boomer show is coming up again in about 45 minutes where Corey Bell asks me all sorts of questions about fighting game history. Should be a lot of fun. Should be good times. The first episode was really good. First episode was also like two hours long, so I'll try to keep it down to maybe about an hour and a half. I think that's a good length for a podcast there. And that way, you know, we can keep a lot of topics for uh, future episodes as well. But... Um, for now, I'm just going to be doing the Chenzor Dynasty here and uh, just hanging out with everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout out to Shadow Mouse for the subscription. <laughs> Dude, Philo M, that's the way that I always am. Oh, dang, nice. Oh, Tap2GG yeah. with the gift sub to Sakuya121 Sigma Nuts to Shadow Mouse. The tap 2G Sigma Nuts to tap 2GG and Sigma Nuts to Sakuya 121. And, um, but yeah, right now I'm just here answering questions, just hanging out because it was going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We're going to start OK Sonic Boomer at about 5 o'clock. So I figured, uh, we, I would just sit here, hang out with the chat, talk with you guys. No specific topics here unless anything kind of big comes up with talking to people what's going on albedo 455 king vasuki henry fgc pot of greed what is pot of greed what is pot of greed i don't know what that means cats are doing well one of them is trying to be as toasty as possible as you can see from cat tail over there uh, she's just ha hanging out over there. It's a card from Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, sh shout out to Ani. Thank you for that information. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh card, but I'm not sure how it really... What does Pot of Greed do? Uh, what does Pot of Greed do? It's a good question. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, 
makes you draw cards. Pot of greed makes you draw cards. So, how does that, uh, so what does the old meme kind of mean here, tap 2 gg But yeah, hope everybody in the chat, hope all the people here hanging out are uh, doing well. Hope you guys are hanging out and things are doing well for the self-quarantining and all that stuff like that. So, for me, um, you know, basically just been normal for me. Still just sitting here trying to make content for you guys. Uh, on YouTube.com slash TV. I counted in, uh, I mean, this also counts multi-part videos. So, like, first attack being separated into multi-videos. Uh, one episode of First Attack, but, you know, in the month of March, David and I have managed to uh, put out 50 videos. I think it was like 49 or 50 videos in a month. So in the month of March, in 31 days, we actually posted up 50 videos. So youtube.com slash TV. lots of good content. Also on our Patreon on UltraGen TV as well, we are putting up like exclusive uh, articles that we write and they're available only to the Patreon viewers for the first week. And then uh, the following week afterward, they do become public and we're trying to figure out cool ways to give benefits to the people who are Patreons and actually have, uh, you know, have that access for the early week. Um... <laughs> Okay, let's see. Uh, yet they explain what it does every time someone plays it. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Um, uh, what a great show, but I per prefer the abridged series. Which ones are you talking about, Tap2, GG? Uh, you say on... Are you, I saw you say on Twitter, SF30th anniversary had good not code, net code, but really? I mean, it uses rollback net code. So Street Fighter 30th Anniversary uses rollback netcode. However, everybody's experience with it is very, very spotty. Like people have not had great experiences with the netcode on Street Fighter 30th Anniversary. So um, most of the time you play it and it just, I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't feel right, even though it is rollback netcode. I don't know if it's jumpy like Street Fighter V. I don't know if it's choppy there or it's just like the connections were bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I know everybody has just basically had mostly negative reviews about playing 30th Anniversary online. I've heard some people say it's not bad, but uh, I remember when I first played it, it didn't feel too bad to me. Um, but uh, overall, it's just the experience hasn't been um, great, uh, according to most of the people that I've talked to uh, about it. So... Uh, that's why uh, it's kind of marked with the caveats on that list. Uh, I do plan on messing with a few more fighting games that do use rollback netcode. Uh, I did donate to them's fighting herd, so I actually um, I uh, made sure I had my code, and I did, and I. Uh, so then Spitans heard when it was back on Indiegogo or Kickstarter, whichever it was, uh, I've, uh, I, I donated to it a long time ago. So I own a copy, a key for the game. So I have the game and I made sure I, um, updated it and uh, got the latest version and I was messing with it in training mode for a little bit. So I might actually try to do some more stuff, 
uh, on stream uh, with the game. I'll probably try to mess with Punch Planets a little bit. Yeah, SF 30th anniversary should have been a bigger deal than it was when it came out. Um, I think it was kind of held back because of the net code and you know there was the claims that it was going to be arcade perfect and that kind of uh you know put them into a bad spot they should have said we're gonna make it as arcade perfect as possible um i would have loved to have had that game do a much bigger revival on everything um they did a lot of cool things with it um but you know obviously it was all arcade emulated as well which i loved by the way because i loved having all the glitches in the game i loved being able to have all that stuff on there but then a lot of people were mad alpha 2 wasn't on the net coded uh one of the net coded games there it was just one of those games that when it came out again there was just so much like negativity surrounding it people were like oh if it was going to be accurate you know, 30th anniversary, then it should also have Alpha 2 Gold, and it should also have, you know, the version of Alpha 3 that was on the PSP with with uh, Ingrid and Eagle and Yun and Maki and all this stuff like that. And, yeah, and, th and it's kind of one of the reasons why I think the Evo guys have been very reluctant to run a classic Evo. Because everybody always talks a good game about, oh my god, I love these old games. I would so play, blah, blah, blah. But then as soon as they do something like that, like Vegas had that one tournament uh, that Boss was at, that Justin was at, where they ran like CVS 2, they ran, you know, Third Strike and all this, and nobody went. Like, nobody traveled to that. It's, 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 it's crazy. Ah, I don't like Ingrid. I don't like Ingrid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, Tap2GG, I remember when it first came out, I was arguing with people on the, uh, on the interwebs, on the web, check the internet, uh, people were so mad that the game wasn't complete, and I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, you got 12 games on there from the history of Street Fighter with all the with all the glitches intact and everything like that, and you're telling me you feel like the game is incomplete? I mean, come on. Come on. I was like so happy with the collection, and people were mad because they felt like it was incomplete because it didn't have all the versions on there. And somehow they were just like, oh, no. Uh, Street Fighter 1 characters? Uh... I mean, a lot of them have come back. A lot of them have come back into a future game. I think the only ones that haven't come back are like Geki. Joe was... Cody in Alpha 3 was supposed to be Joe. So they had already started trying to bring him back, but he turned into Cody. Um, some people say Mike is M. Bison, although they are really two different characters, I'm pretty sure. Uh, because obviously Mike was became... You know... M, M. Bison was supposed to be uh, the name of Balrog eventually. Uh, Birdie <laughs> got changed uh, ethnicities for no reason uh, and then became a joke character as he kept going, which made me really, really sad. I, I still hate Fat Birdie, I'll tell you right now. I really, really hate Street Fighter V's Birdie design. I much prefer the nostalgia costume where he's actually buff and everything. 
Uh, in arcade mode, Street Fighter Five. Why is Lucia in Street Fighter One? Is is she? That doesn't make any sense. Why Lucia is in Street Fighter One? What? Are you sure? That's that. That just means that they just needed to throw characters in there, and they threw her in there because of maybe the time frame. What's going on, Artemis? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going, Rachel? How's everything? How's how's Mona doing? By the way, <laughs> how's your how's your kitty doing? Mine is baking in the sun right now. Hi, Jasmine. 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 You know they say cats actually do recognize their name, but um, they just don't care. <laughs> Uh, Dan. <laughs> Who's Dean? Who's Dean? No, Nathan was down here. Nathan was just crawling around my feet for a second. Where did you go? Dude, you were literally right here. Come here, Nathan. Come here, Nathan. Come here, Nathan. Nathan, come here. Come here, don't be scared. Come on, you wanna snuggle, Nathan? Come here, Nathan. <clears throat> Come here, Nathan, there you go. Oh, good boy. Mm. And now Jasmine is uh, jealous. <laughs> Sean, oh God, Dan from Dean to Sean, is that what it was? Yeah, now Jasmine cares. Oh, Nathan has always been a little chubby. He's chubby, and he's also fuzzy as well. He's very, very fuzzy. Hi, boy. <laughs> he's like, please let go of me. <laughs> he looks so concerned right now. He does not look relaxed at all. Here, let's see if I can get you relaxed a little bit with a little bit of a back scratch, huh? Oh, oh. All right, kitty, you can go. You can go. You can go. And then Jasmine is going to be mad. Oh. Hey, wizard. How things going, man? How things going with you? I haven't seen you in a while. We're all stuck at home doing everything. Uh, this is all I've been doing is just sitting here and hugging cats all day. <laughs> Streaming, hugging cats, and doing everything that I can here. Um, yeah. But again, if you guys are just tuning in here, uh, OK Sonic Boomer is going to be starting in about... Half an hour, we'll get uh, we'll get uh, Corey Bell in here, and he'll start asking me all sorts of questions about old stuff and everything. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pester Wizard about Evo questions right now. I'm sure a lot of people in the chat are probably like, "Ask Wizard this, ask Wizard that," but just gonna let it. Uh, you know, I I know that's gonna be a hard decision to make. Oh, what's up, Andres? Oh, dang, look at this. I got all this Evo staff people in here. <laughs> uh, but that's going to be a tough decision, so I'm not going to uh, bother anybody about those kind of questions right now. So 
Uh, max difficulty. I've thought about that. I think that would be awesome. Uh, Psy Games definitely has the budget to be able to ask them to do that. And because they have the experience of ripping out rollback and putting in, uh, I'm sorry, ripping out delay and putting in rollback, they could do it for Grand Blue. Probably low chance. Yeah, that's what I figured, Wizard. That's what I figured. Um, uh, I've got old KOF music on. Who has old KOF music on? <laughs> Wonderful, Andres. Good job. Muddleway, ask your question. Ask your question. Uh, go for it. I'm waiting for your question, but I guess you are waiting for me to say go ahead and ask the long question. Uh, but, I mean, thank you for that update, Joey. Uh, I know you're probably inundated and bothered by that by so many people asking you this question over and over and over again. So, uh, thanks for that. Dawn of Morning, thank you for the subscription. Sigma Nuts. Uh, now I have way more to type than I did before. <laughs> That's okay, Ani. You don't have to have questions. Let's see. Muddleway, I have a question about Last Sonic Boom. How much do you think the kind of real, tangible, physical intimidation anger element that you talked about from the old arcade scene, that was great, by the way, I remember all that very well, that was baked in early as part of fighting game culture is a part of the reason there aren't more women in the fighting game community. Was that same physical threat element present in Japan? Though maybe this is more of a 5v5 question. Um... I don't know about Japan. I would have to get somebody who was from Japan to answer that question. As I said, I can only go by High Score Girl, and uh, they definitely depicted fights in High Score Girl. So, um, uh, but you know, I don't know if that's one of the things about the reason there aren't more women in the fighting game community. Uh, just by nature, there wasn't very many women in the arcades in general. By that point, it was about, you know, uh, it was a guy's thing. Games were marketed towards men specifically. You know, it's interesting, as graphics improved, it allowed game designers who were largely male um, to make games specifically for their demographic. I mean, very early on, women were involved with making video games a lot. Uh, video games, uh, there's a lot of very potent uh, video game milestones that were created by uh, women programmers. But eventually it just kind of became uh, more male-oriented. Uh, there was a lot of, um, you know, misogynism and sexual harassment and stuff like that in old uh, programming gaming company cultures. There's a lot of articles about that. Like you can read about Atari and they would have like, it was just like really, I mean, it was back in the time. So it was very, you know, um, loose, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, your mom met your dad at the arcades. That is the craziest thing, dude. That's awesome. Uh, what happened to my old job? Uh, so after I left, um, after I left the, the, the company, uh, the company got bought out and got restructured. Yeah. So Symantec doesn't actually exist anymore. Uh, they're now Broadcom and a Broadcom bought them out. And then, uh, 
the consumer portion just got separated into its own uh, Norton Norton brand. So that's basically what happened there. Uh, today in Japan in the arcades, the fighting games floors of arcades are kind of dark and smoky. Yeah, not the friendliest places. Uh, yeah, arcades have always been that way. But the reason why arcades were always a good place for, you know, kind of like shady happenings is because arcades had to be dark, right? The screens needed to have the place be as dark as possible so it was easy to, you know, arcades just kind of became known as this weird CD place. And a lot of places didn't ban smoking, so it was very smoke-heavy and stuff. But, you know, honestly, the super ultra-competitive nature of fighting games, I think in general, is just kind of where one of the main reasons why uh, there aren't a lot of women in the fighting game community. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that, you know, again, it's 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 bad for me to speak on behalf of women because I know there are tons of very competitive women out there when those kind of with those kind of things but you know it's it, it kind of goes back to the stuff that I've talked about before you know you go into an environment like that people treat you differently they 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 they're either way too nice to you they go easy on you because they're definitely trying to get you know trying to get friendly with you uh, or you know they say really nasty things about you and the world is just full of too many enjoyable things to want to put up with that environment you know it's just like I don't blame a lot of people for not wanting to continue the hobby for just having something so you know annoying to be a part of right so if you go to an arcade and you try to play fighting games and you see that every dude there is either hitting on you or they're, you know, using very misogynistic slander against you. It's just like, it's just an uncomfortable environment, right? There was one girl, like super cute girl that used to play fighting games at UCLA. And when I went there, like everybody was, was like trying to, trying to get with her, you know, I, you could tell like everybody was trying to uh, be friends with her. And it was really funny too, because uh, one of my greatest fighting game epiphanies occurred because um, I was playing against the, the, the best player at UCLA at the time when I was going there in Alpha 2. And he beat me like 10, 15 games in a row. And finally, after I quit and I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm out of money or whatever. You know, he said to me, sorry, bro, but, you know, the girl was watching. So I had because <laughs> that girl was there watching the whole entire time. And the guy was like, yeah, I had to I had to play my best. And I was like, man. <laughs> And it was just like, uh, it's just one of those situations where, you know, um, yeah, not a lot of Atari programmers are treated good. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, what I'm, what I'm talking about is you read the articles and there's all these, like, crazy, hey, what's up, Jacko Man? How's it going? Uh, there's all these, like, um, stories about, like, sauna parties and all these things like that. And, you know, they would, you know, hire hot women and not do anything with them and stuff like that. Like, just, like, they wouldn't have any jobs. And it was just a very toxic kind of environment with those old gaming companies out there. Uh, yeah, MMOs are still pretty, they're, they're all toxic. All these things are very, very toxic. You know, um, it's just in those situations where, you know, uh, it's, 
it's annoying. And, and again, it's just one of those issues where I've talked about this a lot on the internet and everyone's like, man, James, you, you cuck or you SJW, you know, it's like that all the time. We talk shit to anybody, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, you know, you're always just trying to, you know, sleep with all the girls that you're defending and da, 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 da and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, like this, you're adding to the culture that makes this so hard for women to want to try and succeed uh, in these kind of environments, you know? And, and it's frustrating for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I mean, Rachel sees it all the time, dude. <laughs> uh, there was no scene for Capcom fighting Jan. That game came out and everyone realized it was a piece of junk almost right away. And yeah, weirdly enough, uh, fighting games are actually pretty nice uh, compared to a lot of different areas, which is weird. <clears throat> Uh, it's hard to be racist in a fighting game because you get punched in the face real quick if you act like a fool in the arcade. Yeah, that was definitely true. Which is why the fighting game culture, and because the arcade culture catered so much to the entire ethnic diversity, right? I mean, and again, like, I, I, I hate saying this because it sounds bad, but this is the reality in the United States is that people of color make up a disproportionately large percentage of the low-income families in the United States, right? This is just a known uh, issue. And so a lot of times in places with arcades, because arcades uh, catered very well to low-income families, especially if you were good at fighting games, you could be playing on a quarter for like an hour beating people all day. So the fighting game arcade culture just naturally um, uh, was very conducive to people of color. And so fighting game community is just naturally very, very diverse. And uh, ethnicity has almost never been a problem in the fighting game community. Like I can't even tell you when the last time we've had any issues of racism in the fighting game community. Um, it's been very welcoming and diverse in that situation. It's really just the gender inequality in fighting game community because that also did come from the arcade culture as well. <clears throat> uh, it's ironic that the nerdy male gamers who are used to being outsiders can be just as misogynistic as the popular mainstream jock types. It's just that um, they're scared, right? Uh, I, I, called it, I called it the magic unicorn syndrome. You know, if you run into a unicorn in the forest, right? Like, let's say you walked into the forest and you just saw this unicorn. You saw a horse with a horn on its head. What's the first thing you're going to want to do? You're going to want to try to run up to the horse and pull the horn off because you're like, there's no such things as unicorns. Like, this is not real. I'm going to try to pull the horn off. That's the first thing you're going to do because you refuse to believe it. If you grow up believing women don't care about nerdy stuff, about games and everything like that, when you meet a girl and all of a sudden she is into all that stuff, what's the first thing you do? You see her cosplaying as Psylocke and you're like, what do you really know about you know Betsy Braddock or what do you know about the actually no it's not Betty Betty Be Betsy is it Betsy Braddock shoot I can't even remember now see I'm not even a real nerd see I'm not a real nerd <laughs> 
I'm a fake gamer girl here, right? See, there you go. Yeah, so, you know, that's why guys do that kind of thing. That's why they are a little bit, you know, toxic and do that kind of stuff because they just don't want to believe it in a lot of ways. And then they end up jerks because then they think, well, this girl is just here because she wants attention. Or this girl, and you know, before, I mean, honestly, uh, cosplayers, you know, get this bad reputation and... Uh, after I dated a cosplayer and I saw how much work went into making those costumes and you know she would tell me about like all these things that would happen you have to wear these wigs that basically just destroy your neck for the entire you know uh convention because you're wearing this heavy wig and your hair is in there and it weighs a lot and it's basically killing your you just have to keep you have to use so many neck muscles just to keep your head straight up and just like all this work and stuff like that. And I was like, man, if girls just wanted attention, there's a lot easier ways to do this than cosplay. <laughs> Holy crap. And so, you know, um, you just real, you just have to understand um, that they they are passionate about that hobby. They like it. They, are, they, they really like that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I'm such a fake gamer girl. <laughs> I, there's no actual... Yeah, I mean, look, look, look. There's definitely no uh, lenses in here, right? So, like, I can, uh, you know, stick my finger right through that lens right there. See? Ha-ha! I'm just trying to make myself look like a nerd. Um, there you go. There was a super pretty girl at the USF 4 cabinet. She was destroying everybody. Oh, she was playing Fuerte. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, using uh, <laughs> a fake gamer girl. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> James Bathwater. Oh my god, that is genius right there. Yeah, I'm playing, I used to play Cammy, then I switched to Lucia, right? So, um, uh, James the fake gamer girl. I mean, look, I don't watch anime. I'm not into anime, right? I, I don't know anything about Pokemon. I don't know, I don't even know who killed Pokemon's dad, you know? Um, I, uh, or Pokemon's mom or whatever it was. I can't even remember anymore. I'm totally a fake, uh, I'm totally a fake gamer girl over here. <clears throat> yeah, see, this is what I mean, right, Artemis? Right, Rachel? I mean, this is just the way that it always goes, right? It's one way or the other. They don't accuse you of being a fake gamer girl. Then they, you know, then they were like, oh, is that a dude? Or, oh my god, is that, is she trans or whatever? You know, like, people have, like, they can't. This is why it's hard for women to succeed in or just to find a place in the fighting game community because it's like that. It's always in that situation where people like they just can't treat women regularly. You know, it's funny because a lot of people think I'm thirsty on Twitter uh, because I talk to so many women on Twitter all the time. And it's really honestly because uh, I'm just, I just treat them like normal people. And so they like conversing with me. They respond to me and they talk to me. Oh, because <laughs> you were on security duty. You were acting bigger than you are. Dude, Rachel's scary, okay? <laughs> you don't want her on your bad side. <laughs> 
but that's the way it happens a lot, you know. Not girly, whatever. But, I mean, honestly, like, that's just the way it is. You're just nice to people. Now, there are definitely girls out there on Twitter that I, you know, spend a lot of times telling them that I think they're very pretty and everything. Um, you know, most of them are my very, very good friends who, you know, I do that in person and we're good friends and that's just more, there's nothing more to it. I just like complimenting them. There's, you know, it's just, I, I won't just do it to like random people. And yeah, I mean, I hug everybody. <laughs> I literally hug everybody that I see. I tell guys that I love them all the time, unironically, because I think that that's very important, actually. Uh, I do that a lot on purpose because I am trying to break the toxic masculinity uh, culture out there. Guys can't be emotional with each other. They can't say they love each other and stuff like that. Um, I uh, Every time I hug, like, yipes, dude. That, that, that shit is like cheek to cheek. Like, we are like, that is a real ass hug that I give to Yipes every time I see that man. And neither of us are like, ooh, this is awkward. We touched faces. You know, it's like, whatever. I mean, obviously right now with social distancing, that's a problem. But, you know, like that's that's the kind of thing, right? That's Guys need to start showing that kind of love to each other, to other people. And every, every you know, uh, so many girls that I know, I, I always tell the story that Persia tells me that my hugs are like money. You know, she's every time she sees me, she's like, give me my money, James, give me my money. And then I give her a hug. And uh, L.I. Joe's girlfriend has told me she really loves my hugs and everything like that. And, and it's because when I hug people, it's the same no matter who I hug. I hug everybody in the exact same way. It's never creepy. It's never like awkward. It's not like this weird when I hug somebody, I'm like, I'm scared to touch this person. Oh, my God, it's a girl. Or it's not like, mm, girl, you know. Know, like you just hug people because they're friends right you're friends <laughs> and that's just all it really is yeah only guy that Eris ever hugs is me uh in fact this has happened yes every time he sees me everyone every once in a while he's like all right i know you want the hug you're the only guy that i'll hug okay and then we'll hug brian f hates hugs but he'll give me a hug as well um <laughs> You do. I remember, Evo, you hugged me out of nowhere when I greet you in the slot machine. It was really nice. Did I do that, FIFO? Uh, FIFO, I, did, I, did. <laughs> I can't even remember. But yeah, like I hug everybody. I hug everybody. So uh, Ponder Sleuth, if I see you in person, just be like, hey, James, you owe me a hug and I'll hug you. So uh, I'll hug all you peoples, man. I'll hug all you peoples. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 17 hits, that's a different story, right? There are people out there who don't like hugs. When I was in college, I wasn't a hugger. I hated hugging people. It was always very awkward and weird for me. And I ran into uh, one of my co well, one of my coworkers at the UCLA arcade told me, he was like, you know how you get over that? And I was like, how do you get over that? And he was just like, just start hugging people. <laughs> just hug all your friends, you know, and everything. And he didn't mean like women or whatever. He just meant like hug your friends and everything like that. And so I did. I just started hugging friends that I knew. And nowadays I hug everyone. The only person I really don't hug is my is one of my best friends. <laughs> Because he's just not a hugger. He's just not a hugger. <laughs> and it just doesn't happen. So it's just the way it works. Uh, sniffing people is not weird at all. 
Yeah, well, the the funny thing, Hostia, actually, is that there are countries in Europe where hugging is considered way more intimate, and it's the cheek kiss that you do. Like in France, I heard that you're actually more you like people are more suspicious if you hug people as opposed to do the cheek kissing thing. You know, where you go. That kind of thing is more considered, you know, very casual, whereas a hug is considered very intimate. So, um, <laughs> you can really feel when a hug is not right. So that's why people feel comfy with you. They feel your nice intentions. Exactly. <laughs> Chen hug emote. <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and again, uh, Silvex, I mean, don't. See, that's the thing. Different people are different. Everybody's going to be different. So 17 hits, if he doesn't, if he or she doesn't like hugs, that's fine. Different people have different reactions to that kind of thing. So if that's not what they like to do, then that's fine. There's no reason to try to pressure them into going in that direction. So uh, I just think that that's the way it is. So... Uh, really selective about who I hug, but I think that's more of an introvert thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm a massive introvert, but I just like hugging people. It, it just, it feels good to, 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 to hug my friends, you know, when I see Joe and I get to hug him, that, that feels good. I, you know, I've told Sammy Fish that every time I see him, I'm going to give him a hug. And when we hug each other, it's just like this super tight embrace every time we see each other, you know. Uh, I just, whenever I see, you know, my friends out there, I, Jeremy, fuck, dude, like vicious, dude, I will hug that guy every single day, any chance that I get, I will hug that man, uh, you know, yipes, like I said, it's just, there's just certain people that, you know, when I see them, I just, I need to give them a hug, <laughs> and it actually feels great, like, that's one of my favorite things about the fighting game community, and even, like, what FIFO said, like, I will hug people that I just meet, you know, at events and stuff, you know, I've met people, and they're like, hey, I'm blah on your chat, and, and, you know, you know, I just wanted to say hi, I'm like, oh, shit, and then I'll just give them a hug, because it's, because I, like, you guys in my chat, I know you guys, if you guys came out, uh, and Daigo hugged me, <laughs> Oh, that was so funny at the end of that one Evo. Yeah, uh, I walked out. The, the whole entire Mandalay Bay arena was empty. And then all of a sudden I run into Daigo and his manager. And Daigo's just sitting there. And I guess he was filming live. I didn't even realize it. And I saw Daigo and I just walked up to him. He said, he said um, uh, thank you for your hard work. And I was like, oh, and I just gave Daigo a hug. And I didn't realize he was live streaming at the time. <laughs> Uh, that was so funny, dude. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, L.I. Joe doesn't count, I guess. That's true. Uh, Shadow Mouse, if I ever see you in person, just tell me, hi, I'm Shadow Mouse. I'm not a big hugger, but it's nice when you get a good one. And I'll give you a good, nice hug. I'll give you a nice hug, so. Uh... <laughs> Corey's sitting in the Discord chat. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Oh, cool. Persona. So, so is Persona 5 Royal an updated version of Persona 5? Like with more features? Or is Persona 5 Royale, a Royal like a sequel? What is it? Okay, it is. It's an updated version of it. Right, okay. Kind of going back to the MVCI content that I was talking about last time. In that uh, 
the reason why they have to do that is because they spend so much money on these games that they have to make that money worth it. And so they have to keep making, they have to make an updated version to keep using the assets that they've spent years and, and millions of dollars to develop. So that way they can get more money out of it. It's crazy how weird video game content creation is these days. Uh, I don't see Corey anywhere in this chat here, but let me see if I can see Corey anywhere in the uh, Discord over here. Let me see if I can find him. There he, okay. Hi, are you there? Jasmine, Jasmine, hi. Oh, she ran. Uh, I do not play, I never played any of the Persona games. I've been told I should play Persona 5. I really wanted to because it looks sick. It looks so cool. I just don't have time for so many games. It's crazy. Um, I don't play first-person shooters because I get sick. I get massive motion sickness from first-person shooters. Even something as recent as Overwatch. I played at David's place and sure enough, afterwards I was a little bit sick. I get sick when I do VR. I have very bad motion sickness problems. It's it's really bad. It's really un unfortunate. So, yeah, exactly. We're getting more expensive and the price remains consistent. That's kind of what I was talking about last week. Uh, what's my favorite Street Fighter game after Super Turbo? Ooh, good question. Maybe Alpha 3? Even though I'm very behind on that game's uh, meta at this point because it's gone far beyond uh, what I was used to back in the day. But I have such a fondness for that game and for all the craziness that that game has had. Uh, I love how inventive it was. I love the system mechanics that that game tried to implement, implement as broken as it was, how, how all the you know, crouch canceling infinites and everything like that. I, I love it as a, as a, as, as the ideas and concepts. I don't necessarily love it as much for the gameplay. Uh, unless you count hyper fighting, cause hyper fighting then would be my second favorite. But I, I, I consider that in the same series as two. And I, or I will only pick one game from that series. So, uh, Doom Eternal, dude, I would get so sick. <laughs> Uh, I could play first-person shooters if they put me on the camera. Like, I can play Splatoon. I can't play first-person shooters. It's it's very interesting. Um, I do like Super Turbo more than I like Hyper Fighting. Yes, only because there are more characters in Super Turbo. However, I like Hyper Fighting almost just as much as Super Turbo because... Uh, Hyper Fighting may have my favorite Street Fighter 2 character design of all time, which is Zangief. Hyper Fighting Zangief, even though he lost in so many matches, I have pro I, it's probably one of the most enjoyable characters that I've ever played in a fighting game is Hyper Fighting Zangief. I love Hyper Fighting Zangief so much. It's ridiculous. Okay, so Corey's here. He's in the chat now. So we're ready to do some uh, uh, stuff over here. I did not like the crouch cancels. It's there, but like I said, I just, I appreciated Alpha 3 for what it was and what they tried to do with it to do something so different. 
uh, the result was messed up just due to oversights. Like in a modern day right now, being able to patch games, Alpha 3 could have been patched to something fantastic. Uh, there would have been like a lot of really, really cool things they could have did to that game. I mean, can you imagine if they actually figured out ways to make Vism a little less powerful and, you know, made, um, you know, Aism and Xism a little bit stronger and it was very balanced between all of them? I've always would have loved to have done a, an, an Alpha 3 update, but it's always scary proposition. And, you know, HDR taught us all a very valuable lesson is that when people want this update, they want it just to be tweets. They don't want it to feel like a completely brand new game. So if I ever did a balance, uh, a new balance patch to Alpha 3 or to Third Strike, for example, I would only tweak it. You don't want to change what the characters can do. You want to change the results of what they do. In other words, don't take away this cool, fun thing that they have. Make it do less damage. Make it so that you can't use it as often. So, for example, with young Ganajin, you would just have to figure out a way to make it so that Ganajin wouldn't build any meter until after the combo ends so he doesn't build 60% of a bar for Gana the next Ganajin by Ganajining you. You know, um, you would want to make it so that Chun-Li doesn't have two of the Hoyokusens. She just has one, but you're gonna let her keep doing the things that she does. You don't want to take away the things the characters can already do. You want to just change the frequency or the result, right? You could maybe leave Chun-Li with two Hoyokusens just to make her play the same, shorten the meter a little bit, but now make it do very, very little damage. Like, what if you made it do just slightly more Shippu the damage than Shippu Jinraikak, right? If you just made it do less damage, obviously not that low. Shippu was very weak, but still, if you made it so that she had two Hoyokusens and it just did very little damage, uh, then she would be a little more fair. You know, that's the way that I would tweak fighting games. Now, obviously, there's characters who are super weak, like 12 and Remy, who even if you try to tweak those things, it doesn't help them. You would have to buff them in different ways. For Third Strike, I would have to, you know, consult people. Also for Alpha 3, because like I said, I don't know what the state of a lot of the characters is in now. Alpha 3 has moved so far beyond what I'm used to uh, back when I played it, because there's those, that group that never stopped playing it, and uh, they're all super, super good. Uh, there's a hack for Third Strike called Fourth Strike. See, that's a terrible name. Why would you call it Fourth Strike? Like, I, there needs to be, like, it was a second impact, third strike, and so you need fourth, like, fourth blow or something like that. I don't know, something, you know, uh, uh, another word for, like, impact, like a, like a, like a hit kind of thing, you know? Um, God, the CPS1 sounds are the best, man. CPS1 sounds are still the best. Uh, I watched Link SOB. I watched my friend play uh, Duke Nukem, the original Duke Nukem, and afterwards I had to sit down for about an, an hour and a half or two hours on a sofa with my head down because I could not walk. I could not move. I felt like I had to throw up after I stopped watching. Uh, I was super miserable, super miserable. 
Uh, let's see here. What's going on over here? Oh, sorry, I missed King Vasuki taking off. See you later, uh, King Vasuki. Um, very fun fighting games were made by accident. Yeah, all of them were made by accident. Absolutely better. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And that's the thing. Is like, I don't know, like, I've tried different options with Overwatch and I still got pretty sick. But again, I wouldn't want to call it fourth something because that would make it sound like it's a sequel to Third Strike. And then you would expect more characters and massive balance changes and things like that. How do people make those games? Maybe that should be an experiment I should do. I should actually just go take Super Turbo because I've seen people, you know, tweak the ROMs to try to make balanced versions of them. I've seen people try to tweak, uh, you know, third. people are telling me about the third strike hacks and stuff like that. I should actually sit down and try to make my own hack of one of these old fighting games and see if I can actually put my money where my mouth is, you know, and actually make these games and actually prove that I feel like I could balance these games way better than everybody else could. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's just how I feel. I feel like I could balance these games way better than everybody else. Um, be interesting experiment to try. It'd be an interesting experiment to try. I might have to look into the Super Turbo ones and see how people do that. It's why I don't like Mugen. It's why I hate it every time I see people come out with those Street Fighter V crazy editions where you can do all these launches and, you know, all these super long combos. Because I watch stuff like that and I'm like, no, you guys all suck at this. I could definitely do better than every single one of you clowns. You know, <laughs> like not really clowns, but, you know, in my mind, in my mind where I can actually be conceited sometimes, I'm just like, you guys don't know what you're doing. I could definitely do it. A lot better than all these other people like that can so <laughs> uh, link sob you have a very interesting way of typing i don't know why you like doing the the dots in between stuff every once in a while <laughs> but yes it's 5 p.m so what i'm going to do now is i am going to end the stream i have to end the stream otherwise we're going to have that weird audio delay problem that we did before and then uh, start it up again, and we are going to be switching over to OK Sonic Boomer, where Corey is actually asking me a lot of these old school questions. So well, actually, the topic's probably not even going to change that much. We're still going to be talking about a lot of old school stuff, all the way back to the Street Fighter II era, back, you know, into the Alpha Three area, so whatever comes up. That is the way. Uh, we do this episode. That is what Corey does here. Asks me all the questions. So we will do that. And so thanks guys for tuning into some Chen reaction right now. Uh, don't go anywhere. Like I said, the stream is going to stop. And we will come back with OK Sonic Boomer right after this. If you guys enjoy all the content that I'm producing, please like, subscribe, gift subscribe, donate, do all that stuff to help keep me alive during this period of quarantine. Of course, if you guys need to keep yourselves alive, do that first, please, please. I know we are all hurting right now. I know we are all in a time of massive trouble. So please take care of yourselves first. 
And then uh, uh, if you have an ability to help, not even just me, any one of your favorite content creators, definitely, you know, give them a little gift or something like that. They will all appreciate it very, very much. Okay, I will talk to you guys in just a little bit. Uh, be back with OK Sonic Boomer right after this.